This is 105.9 The Region, where parents talk and explore practical, proactive, and evidence-based solutions. This is Where Parents Talk with Leanne Castellino. Hello and welcome to Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region. I'm Leanne Castellino. Thanks for joining us. Our guest today is a certified counselor experienced in the nonprofit and charitable sectors. Her expertise comes in developing mentoring programs. Tracy Luca Huger is the executive director of Mentor Canada. She's also a mom of one, and she joins us today from Calgary. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Leanne. Excited for our conversation today. Mentorship is a term we seem to be hearing more and more about these days, certainly because of, but also before the pandemic. A big part of your professional journey has been developing mentorship programs. Where does your interest in mentorship stem from? I have been working with young people for many, many years. And early in my career, uh, I had worked at a residential treatment program, um, working with some of the um, toughest barrier youth that really needed to leave their homes, leave their communities for support. And what became really, really apparent was that it was the relationships during that time, even of treatment, that supported those young people to get through that, to reach a different place. And then as I continued to work throughout uh, my career in various programs and prevention programs, it always came down to the relationships, whether that was with professionals, others, volunteers, that made the greatest significant impact on young people to either gain new perspective or to uh, see their potential, to see a different opportunity for them. And so those relationships and that core really of who we are as humans really highlighted for me. So I had the opportunity then um, to move into op- uh, roles that focused on building mentoring opportunities for young people, whether that was formal or informal. And that continues to play such a key role in my career um, and led me to um, this position and this organization at Mentor Canada. Let's unpack that a little bit more. Why is mentorship something important for parents to potentially consider having on their radar as it relates to their own children and families? So very important. Many times parents think that it's them and that they need to be that significant adult in their life and and to influence and to support where really it goes back right in generations that it takes a village to raise a child. And that is so very, very critical. And when we look at Indigenous communities, that has been the philosophy for a very, very long time and for smaller communities. And so for parents, I encourage you to really think about how do you seek out either formal programs where you can seek out a formal mentor? And we can, we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well. But how do you engage those individuals to add other perspective, other supports, networks and relationships that are positive for your child to support you, but also them in their development, right? You as a parent have a certain role. Uh, but a mentor and somebody else that can is outside of your family can actually continue to have different conversations with them, maybe um, nudge and push them to gain different perspective um, in a very, very different way. And so that's just so important because it influences your young person and your child around different career opportunities, different education opportunities, exposes them to other ways of life, other value sets to add to them as being a whole person. And so those supports are really critical. It's not deficit-based. It really is about adding to who they are and for those and for your young people to have connections with community. 
How then would a parent know when and what sort of criteria to potentially consider before deciding if their child could benefit from a mentor? I don't know if there's a sign or a, a symbol because this isn't about crisis, right? And this isn't about, oh, my child is struggling. And, and maybe it could be, but this is really about enhancement. And so I just want to take a minute and talk about mentoring a little bit because mentoring um, and mentoring relationships are about significant others in a young person's life. So that could be formal through a program, through a program where they train, screen, vet, and connect uh, young people with a mentor. And that is the goal of the program. They've got professional staff that are supporting that. But there's other ways as well. Um, so when we look at informal mentoring, that could be a teacher, a coach, a youth worker, a pastor, somebody else in that young person's life that supports that young person that may not be formally connecting to that young person, but they build a synergy and that connection. And then natural mentors, those people that naturally exist in your life, a neighbor, an aunt or an uncle, a cousin, somebody else that naturally exists. And so for parents, think about those individuals that are also in their lives that you can encourage um, your, your child to connect with. So through a formal program, some of them um, are standalone mentoring programs and others exist through other youth community programs as well. Where mentoring is embedded into that approach where those your young person and your child has the opportunity to connect with other significant adults. And so it might be where they're struggling and, and maybe want somebody significant in their life to spend some time with them one-to-one -one or within a group setting, but really look for those opportunities for your child to build other supports with other adults um, to gain that connection. It sounds like you're talking more about a proactive approach than reactive, because I think a lot of us, to your point, think about mentoring as something you reach out to because you're lacking something or there's a gap in your own learning, your own journey, your own, you know, your own experience. So I think that's a really important point. Let me ask you on that note, Tracy, how would you go about describing sort of the landscape of mentorship in Canada among youth as it currently stands? It's interesting. We conducted research back in 2020 around um, the state of mentoring, and it was the first research that existed in Canada. We didn't really understand or have a good baseline on what were the experiences of young people. And so from that, we engaged over 3,500 young adults to retrospectively think about their childhood and their adolescence and growing up. And here's what we learned. We learned that 55% of young people growing up um, didn't know how to find a mentor. They didn't necessarily know where to find one in their community, didn't know how to access one, didn't know um, even if one existed within their community. So that's a really, really important piece of knowledge. Um, they didn't also, 42% of young people didn't understand the value that mentoring could play in their lives and that there was a gap. We know that one in four young Canadians have grown up uh, at some point in time wanting a mentor, but not being able to access one. And those are huge gaps in our community and in our society. Earlier, you shared that mentoring is building momentum and that people are talking about it more and more. And that makes my heart sing because that is our role at Mentor Canada. We want more people to gain an understanding of the influence, the impact, and the necessity that young people have mentors in their lives. And so that's really important. There is a gap. We know that more young people want to have access to mentors, but we need to provide those opportunities either as citizens to step up as teachers and neighbors to take interest and value in the young people that are in our worlds and the way that we engage with them. And then for more programs and initiatives to exist within Canada to meet the needs of young people today. 
We are in conversation with Tracy Luca Huger, Executive Director of Mentor Canada. I'm Leanne Castellino, and you're listening to Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region. Plenty of revealing results in that national mentorship survey you referred to, Tracy, conducted by Mentor Canada. So what does it take to be a good mentor? So that's an important one because it really is about listening. It's about being person-centered. It's about taking the time to hear about a lived experience. It really is also about balancing teaching and learning. And so a mentor has a really great opportunity to nudge, to encourage, sometimes uh, to push a little bit further for a young person to really um, test who they are, to explore opportunities and to gain that confidence. And so mentors play a significant role to help young people to gain perspective. So it's important for mentors to think about that, that they um, need to be present to listen to lived experience because it might be very different. And what we also know is our own lived experience is ours. And certainly from generations and for young people who have grown up during COVID, that lived experience of childhood and adolescence is very different than us as adults experiencing COVID and some of those developmental stages um, that they needed to go through during COVID as well. Be respectful of a young person's values of who they are, the family that they come from, their own cultural background and their own cultural norms. Those are experiences that are and um, opportunities that are really important for young people because their own um, barriers and their own lived experience is, is important. And equity deserving young people have very different lived experience than um, other young people. And that's important to hear those struggles and their journey, but also where they want to go what their dreams are, what they're hoping to achieve in their life, or even during that school year. On the other side of the coin, what should we be mindful of? What signs should we be looking for in terms of a mentor that may not be ideal? Yeah. So for parents, I think that it's really important to listen to your to your child and to your young person about what they want, what they're interested in. Um, and we know that our children certainly um, are different individuals than who we are, and they might have different interests and different and very different personalities. And so you want to make sure that um, a mentor is not trying to replace you as a parent figure. That's important. That is a key piece when we're training mentors and talking with them about their role is that the parent is the parent. You were there to walk alongside a journey for a young person, to encourage, to look for opportunities, uh, to encourage them to reach their potential. The other piece is, is that you don't want somebody to take on that therapist or counselor role, right? There are paid professionals that do that, um, that are highly skilled and trained, and, and a mentor is not somebody uh, to take on that role as well. Um, not somebody who's going to fix everything and not somebody who's going to change their values and your family values that is going to be respectful of that. There's a difference between sharing perspectives and lived experience, but you don't want somebody to try and influence, right, your own family values and your own values of who you are and, and your own family cultural background and your own religious beliefs. Those are important. So it's about influence on future potential, but not about some of those core values. Uh, you want you don't want to seek out a mentor that necessarily is controlling um, of who your young person is as well. And, and so programs do a really good job about vetting and screening, ensuring that individuals that are stepping up into that space um, are a good fit for that specific program, that specific type of mentoring opportunity. And so through formal programs, that's really important. 
Now, with respect to the study that Mentor Canada uh, conducted that you mentioned earlier, what were some of the benefits that came out of that study as it concerns mentorship and young people? Yeah, so what we found was that 75% of young people that grew up with a mentor um, reported that their mentor had a significant influence on their self-confidence and their self-esteem. That's huge when young people are going through transitions and different developmental stages, that there's somebody there who gets them, listens, and helps to build their confidence, um, not only for who they are as an individual, but confidence about making decisions and um, opportunities for the future. That's really important. Young people also reported that they were um, that had a mentor were two times more likely to feel belonging connection to their community. And during this time, and certainly, um, you know, post COVID and pandemic, that was just so important because people were experiencing isolation. And that still is a very, very big impact for young people today. Um, So that connection to community and that sense of belonging is so very, very important. We also know that 95% of young people who had either a formal or informal mentor um, completed high school and were more likely to continue on into post-secondary. Those are important pieces as we look to the future and for young people um, reaching those milestones and and looking to future opportunities and um, being equipped for work of tomorrow and future career opportunities. You talk about social isolation, which is certainly one of many current societal challenges affecting quite a few people, but in particular, the young. Are there any specific challenges that the study pointed to that mentoring youth can support? Yeah, absolutely. And certainly when we spoke and we talk about equity seeking young people and equity deserving young people, we know that young people from diverse backgrounds and are, that are equity deserving um, demonstrated incredible impact by having a mentor. We know that 95% of newcomer young people that grew up having a mentor were more likely to be employed or studying in post-secondary or some type of education setting. 92% of transgender young people and, and Black young people were the same. They um, were either in employment, working, or looking at pursuing um, education in a different way. Uh, Same thing for young people, 86% of young people um, with a diagnosed disability were also employed or in studying. These are big statistical numbers um, and influence that the role of mentors have in, in young people's lives. We know that Over half of young people in our study that had a mentor um, grew up and acquired the job-related skills that they needed for work for tomorrow and feeling equipped for job readiness. That one in three young people uh, got a job because of their mentor. And that's the beautiful thing about mentorship and and the way that this uh, impacts young people is that a mentor has the ability then to connect them to their networks, to look at that sponsorship to connect them to somebody that they know to open a door for them or an opportunity. So it continues to build out that social capital and opportunities for young people to feel connected to people beyond their own circles and beyond their own community. Time for a short break here on Where Parents Talk. Our conversation about mentorship of youth and young adults continues. When we come back, the short and long-term impacts of positive mentorship. Stay with us. Want to learn more about the show? Email info at whereparentstalk.com. Stick around. Leanne Castellino and Where Parents Talk will be right back on 1059 The Region. 
Welcome back to Where Parents Talk. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Here's Leanne Castellino. Welcome back to Where Parents Talk here on 1059 The Region. I'm Leanne Castellino. If you miss any part of today's show, remember you can catch the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Also, you can catch the full video interview at whereparentstalk.com. Our guest today is Tracy Luca Huger, Executive Director of Mentor Canada. Tracy, can you paint a picture for us of what some of the long-term impacts of positive mentoring of youth look like when those youth eventually become adults? As I shared, those young people are employed, right? They're getting um, connection to employment, to job opportunities, to future opportunities. They're um, also seeking out opportunities for post-secondary. We also found that young people that had a mentor were able to seek out either bursaries or opportunities to get into post-secondary if they were facing barriers. So it's leveraging those relationships and those connections uh, to knowledge, to opportunities outside of their own world and outside of their own community that I think is so, so very important. And those are really big statistical uh, impacts for young people. They want those opportunities. Young people want to look at their future. They don't necessarily know of opportunities for tomorrow and work of tomorrow. And mentorship plays a role for that for young people and building up their confidence, but also skill development for their future. It's interesting because Mentor Canada is a relatively young organization in its current form, uh, even though parts of it have existed, as I understand, for, for some time. The timing of the pandemic, the impact of it, the global epidemic that is youth mental health, all of these things, it's really a confluence of factors that now really in many ways, point to mentoring as a viable option potentially for many families. Can you take us through, first of all, what are the services, the the main services that Mentor Canada provides for young people? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we are an organization that does not necessarily work directly with young people. Our role within the sector is to build um, a mentoring network and to further increase mentoring opportunities for young people. So we work directly with service providers, with communities, with provinces, within regions and governments to look at increasing mentoring opportunities for young people on the ground. But here's where we do work with some young people and where we look at those opportunities. So we've created an interactive database platform called Mentor Connector. Any Canadian can search Mentor Connector for a mentoring opportunity. And whether that is a Canadian that wants to get involved and become a mentor, step into that space, they can key in their postal code and look for mentor, mentoring opportunities uh, within their community or broader across Canada. And this holds true also because part of Mentor Connector is that any young person or parent can also search that database and that system for mentoring opportunities in Canada. And so you can search up again, formal programs that exist within your community, e-mentoring and virtual mentoring opportunities are so critical, especially for rural and remote communities and young people. So again, they can search for mentoring opportunities and connect directly with those programs and those opportunities. That's one. The other place that we're doing some really um, important work is around connecting businesses and corporations and those paid professionals uh, to act as mentors um, for one-time mentoring opportunities to engage with young people. Certainly those that are in high school or 18 to 30 years old to engage in career mentoring conversations. And so power of mentoring events are ways for young people to also, they're not sure, right? It's like, I'm still not sure. 
Not sure if I really want a formal mentor, but I'd like to engage in a conversation maybe about a career opportunity. How do I get my foot in the door? What are new career pathways? How do I develop a resume? How do I enter into a first-time interview with a professional? Um, so we facilitate these one-time events for young people, 90 minutes in, in um, duration, so that young people can engage in these informal connections with professionals of various tenure from across the country to learn about work of tomorrow and career opportunities. So we do offer those opportunities, not only for paid professionals to get involved in mentorship and understand what that is, but we also offer those for young people to engage in those informal connections and to start to understand about opportunities for their careers in post-secondary. Many of us of a certain age would recognize Big Brothers and Big Sisters as a known brand, an organization that's existed for decades and has a lot of experience in this space. How does Mentor Canada go about connecting mentors to the appropriate mentees? Big Brothers Big Sisters is absolutely one long-standing organization that um, part of my career spent a great deal of time in that organization as well. And so informal programs like a Big Brother Big Sister program, they spend a great deal of time and other organizations as well across the country in screening, vetting, getting to know who those individuals are, um, what their skill sets are, what their values are, what their interests are. They also spend time with young people in those formal programs and their parents and families to get to know who they are, what their interests are, where they um, are needing support maybe, but also about what they would like to gain and garner from mentoring. And so they have dedicated skilled professionals in formal programs that that is their job and that is their career uh, focus is around matching. And so really listening to what the goal of their mentoring program is, whether that's career development, helping a young person through transition times, um, high school into post-secondary, maybe a young person is struggling with mental health and their program focuses on those supports, or building developmental relationships. And so they're very intentionally looking at who that young person is and who that volunteer mentor is and finding the appropriate match. Some programs also offer opportunities for youth to select their own mentor, that they can engage and have conversation before deciding that they want to engage formally with a mentor. So that's important, was that first piece. Then they introduce a mentor and a young person together, um, whether that's one-to-one -one or in a group setting, and then they support those relationships for the duration. And whether that is four months, six months, or a year or longer, paid professionals in formal programs are there to support that relationship, help to navigate challenges, um, evolution and developmental stages for that young person if it's long, uh, a long, enduring relationship. Also, if a young person in that program is focused on certain areas where that mentor needs skill development, and whether that is looking at racial bias, looking at mental health needs, those programs equip mentors with professionals and training and understanding around mental health, around those skill sets uh, to support young people um, through those mentoring relationships. So those are important pieces for parents to understand that formal programs are dedicated and honing in on uh, supporting that relationship, finding the right mentors, and then supporting young people and families as they um, engage in those relationships, long-term or short-term. What kind of baseline training does a potential mentor receive? The training that mentors get absolutely needs to hone in on the program goals and what the role is that they're expected to do. Very much this um, is based on age and stage of who that young person is, and uh, the risk involved as well. 
And so not every mentor and every good Canadian that steps up to say, yeah, I want to be a mentor in this program is necessarily an appropriate fit for that program or the right fit based on values and who they are and their skill set. So programs take that time to ensure that those individuals stepping into that space are the right mentors for that program context and that mentoring experience. So that's important. What is most critical is that mentors understand what their role is, what a mentor should do and could do and, and should be honing in on, and what they're not, what their role is not. Understanding what the goals of the program is, understanding who those young people are that potentially are coming into their program, their own lived experience, a young person's value set, and certainly about the age and stage of who they are. So most programs, and this is the role that Mentor Canada plays, is helping programs and initiatives to look at increasing the quality of those services and the programs that they're offering, looking at key best practices and elements of effective mentoring, looking at program integrity and what are the elements of programs and supports that need to be in place to ensure that young people and parents stepping into that space around formal programs experience high quality. Because what we do want to do ensure that when a young person does step into that space and say, yeah, I'm ready to have a mentor or a parent is seeking out those opportunities for a young person, a formal program, that it's a good positive experience that helps a young person to grow, um, that the program is focusing on nurturing that young person and helping them to attain the goals that they want to achieve. And so that's really critical that we hone in and support and build capacity amongst mentoring programs uh, to ensure that that training is honing in on the right uh, information and developing the right skills for mentors and then ongoing support for them while they're in that mentorship role. Tracy, given your expertise and certainly your current role, where would you like to see mentorship in Canada go in both the short and long term? Yeah, this is this is a big one. And it's a it's a big, you know, dream and a big wish is that every young person has access access to mentoring when they want it to meet them where they're at exactly what you said, um, and to support them in ways that they need to be supported. And so um, I like to look at mentorship that it's not um, a nice to have that it's an essential to have as part of our developmental growing as young people and as humans throughout our lifespan. And that every young person should have access to mentoring when they need it, when they want it, and as they continue to grow and transition throughout their lifetime. So that's long term, right, is that it's a right to have, not a nice to have, and that people are stepping into that space, whether that's to become a formal mentor or as Canadians that we're really thinking about the way we engage with young people and the influence that we have on them um, through conversations and through time spent, that that is mentoring that I would love for Canadians to start to build out a mentoring mindset, that mentoring is embedded into every aspect of our life and every transitional and developmental stage that we've got access to mentors, that someday that it's rare for a young person to say, oh, I didn't have a mentor, that everyone would have those experiences that they can speak and reflect on. And that as a society that we're really looking at mentoring in very different models and molds because they need um, we need those opportunities. We need those people um, to work and to be on side with us, to nudge us, to seek our potential, to gain perspective, to look at intergenerational connectedness and intercultural uh, connectedness as well. Our societies are changing, our communities are changing, and we need to garner better understanding and connectedness, especially for those young people that are equity deserving and facing significant barriers around connection and meaningful relationships. 
Tracy Luca Huger, Executive Director of Mentor Canada, thank you for your time and your insight today. Thank you so much for having me. And that is this edition of Where Parents Talk. You can catch the podcast version on one of more than 50 different podcast platforms. I'm Leanne Castellino. Thanks for listening. Hope you'll join us next time. Sign up for Leanne's parenting newsletter and so much more at whereparentstalk.com. This is Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region.